every person can be a force for good. Free to forge his own destiny. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike McMastunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great, guys. I know this is supposed to be my vacation time. I know I said after the 100th episode I was taking a month off, but come on, you guys know me. I'm a podcast freak. I got to get my groove on and talk some Man of Steel. The reason why I'm doing this is, number one, technically my vacation doesn't start till Monday coming up. So for sure, I'm definitely not going to be podcasting then and then the week after. And I figured since everybody has a pretty strong opinion about Man of Steel, whether it be good or bad, and there's been a lot of podcast reviews out there that are talking this movie. And one of the biggest reasons why I want to do this is that surprisingly, one of my most downloaded episodes out of all the episodes I've done is the Man of Steel trailer episode, which is just absolutely shocking to me because when the second Man of Steel, or I should say the first, when the first real trailer came out, not the teaser, but the real one, I had issues with it. I said I didn't hate it, but I said I just wasn't completely sold in regards to you know, trying to sell this as a Superman movie that's going to have action in it. It's not going to be just some romance movie, you know, so on and so forth. You know, I said my piece on there and I was kind of defending myself because everybody was just in love with that trailer and I was the only one that wasn't. However, it ended up getting a crap load of downloads and I actually had some feedback on it just says, hey, you know, uh, I'm glad what you said. I kind of feel the same way you do that the emotion was there, but we really didn't have any action. And as I told everybody, when the next trailer comes out, which would be trailer three, then I would probably be on board and they would fix that 
problem of not showing any action. And of course they did. And I was sold and I put it out on iTunes and, or not iTunes, but on Facebook and just said, Hey, Masunas approved awesome ass steel trailer. And ever since that trailer, I have been fired up for this movie. So I figured might as well make it full circle and actually tell people what I thought of the movie. And especially since I have a pretty interesting story behind it, I figured I would just go ahead and throw out a few thoughts that I have, not spend a whole lot of time. I mean, this is an STL bonus episode, so you're not going to have the typical movie and music news and music spotlight. As you know, bonus episodes are pretty much when new movies come out, those are bonus episodes, you know, so on and so forth. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take a little bit of time and talk this movie, give my thoughts on the film, and then make that my last episode of the month and then come back in a few weeks after my vacation and, and recuperating and all that good stuff and get rolling in the new series that will be coming up, Chick Flicks for Guys. Super pumped up about that. Me and Jameson are rocking rolling on that one. First movie up will be Mannequin, so super excited for that one. It's going to be awesome. So let's get into this talk about Man of Steel, the movie. So here's the deal. Here's my history with this movie franchise, if you will. Now, if you listen to STL for a long time, you know that I love Batman. Batman's always been my number one favorite, always has, always will be. Um, you know, I think I'm a pretty diehard Batman fan. I've been ever since I was three years old. And Superman's always been number two. Never had anything against them, but for me, it was just always Batman over Superman. And I definitely recognize that Superman is the first superhero, and in most people's eyes, he's the greatest. And I never, you know, complain or say, you're stupid, it should be Batman, because everybody has their reasons why Superman is their number one and why Batman is their number one. So, of course, for me, the Dark Knight trilogy was the movies for me. Those were the Batman movies that I've always wanted to see. Those were the movies that I got. So for Man of Steel, of course, you know, the four Superman movies, you know, I love one and two. Uh, I like three more than most people and four is just a total train wreck and Superman Returns. When it first came out, I really liked it. And I think the reason why I liked it is because it was different than the other ones because the special effects look really awesome, like the airplane scene. So I kind of convinced myself that this is the best Superman movie. Now, it took some time, you know, hearing other people talk about it. And I always felt deep down inside that there's just something off with this movie, but I could just never put my finger on it. So eventually over time and talking with people, I realized what was the problem with Superman Returns. And it just was trying to be so much of the past and not do anything with the future or the present. And it, Brandon Routh, I thought, did a great job of pretending to be Christopher Reeve. And I love the airplane scene. I think that's one of the most fantastic action sequences I've ever seen before. It's just, it's really awesome. But all in all, it's just so much of a romance movie and not enough action. So when I found out that Christopher Nolan, David Goyer, you know, the whole works, the Dark Knight trilogy team was going to be doing the new Superman, I was excited because I knew that they were going to retell the story in a modern way. Now, the difference between Batman and Superman, of course, is Batman is definitely a darker character than Superman. So the thing we're trying to make Superman in the modern times is you want to make uh, the world around Superman dark, but you don't want to make Superman dark. Because, you know, Superman is the ultimate 
Boy Scout, if you will. So if you want to, you know, the whole purpose of this movie was to make people sympathize with, you know, a superhero that's essentially a god. You know, how do you do that? How are they going to make you sympathetic or uh, empathetic with a character like this in modern times? And that was the movie that they decided they were going to make Man of Steel. So needless to say... I kind of explain everything on the Man of Steel trailer itself, but going after that, as the new ones were released, I got more and more excited for this film. Now, essentially, I did not see this movie Thursday, the whole Walmart special screening kind of thing, because number one, my wife just really wasn't feeling this. And here's the thing, me and my wife, we go to every single movie together. Ever since I've been with my wife, it's always been us together. It's just what we do. It's our thing. I don't go to the movies by myself. She doesn't go to movies by herself. It's an event. So if we go to the movies, it's always for a special movie that we want to see. So I asked her if she wanted to go to Man of Steel. And of course she said yes, she would. But I could just tell they're just she just wasn't feeling it. And that's fine. But I knew I had to see this movie. I just didn't know how I was going to do it, especially before all these podcast reviews started to come out because I'd just be too tempted to listen. So for Father's Day, you know, I had to work. But, you know, of course I was going to get overtime, which was nice. But I told the girls, I said, I want to make this the best Father's Day ever. So let's do something special. And deep down inside, I had my motives of trying to get my oldest girl to want to go to Man of Steel. So that way it would definitely get me to go to Man of Steel. And, you know, my little girl, I said, uh, you know, she loves to go to the park. So I said, hey, you want to go to the park? Uh, for your part and then my daughter she's like what do you want to you know I asked her what do you want to do she said you know movies I said you mean like in the theater and of course she wasn't thinking that she was thinking just like a DVD and I'm like well the only movie I'd want to see in the theater is Man of Steel because she's just like well yeah that'd be awesome and it's just you know it was kind of like convincing her you know but uh, I know it was kind of evil but hey I got it to work and she got excited because my daughter has never seen a Superman movie she knows Superman and, uh, you know, of course, I have the Injustice game. And I had to tell her right off the bat, this is not Superman. Superman does not do all these evil things, you know. And after I explain everything, she's like, oh, okay, so this is just an alternate dimension, Superman. I'm like, exactly. So she totally got it, especially watching the end of the game and seeing the real Superman come and whoop the bad Superman's rear end. It was all good in the hood, basically. So she really wanted to see this, and I wanted to see it because, number one, this is going to be my first Superman movie in the theater. This would be her first movie in the theater in regards to real 3D. She had only seen cartoon movies in 3D, never a movie in 3D. But it would be our first movie together, you know, as father and daughter. So I was really excited to go. So we went on Father's Day after my wife came home and after I took my little girl to the park and gave her ice cream because she really wanted to go. But I said, hey, this would just be our thing. So I'm, I'm all ready to go. We sit down and put on the 3D glasses and the movie starts and am I fired up because I am now going to be watching Man of Steel. So here is basically how I feel about this movie. Now, spoilers alert. I'm going to try to do uh, non-spoilers for the first couple of minutes, just kind of give you an overview, and then I'm just going to flat out say, hey, spoiler alert, so time to turn back now if you don't want to hear it. But as you know, almost every review on iTunes right now is all spoiler heavy. So 
movie starts off and we're on Krypton. So let me just talk about Krypton for just a little bit here. Now, my daughter, for the most part, throughout this whole movie was glued to the screen. There was only one scene where she looked off the screen and that was pretty much when uh, I believe it was, there was like fire and there was ashes everywhere. So she just kind of looked up to see, ooh, are the ashes kind of above my head? But for the whole movie, she was really attached to the screen. So the thing I got to say about Krypton is that it's pretty awesome. It kind of looks almost like a Star Wars movie. Really great creatures. And it definitely if I had brought my four-year-old would have been freaked out. So I'm very glad that I decided to not bring her along. But I dig this, man. It's definitely a new feel. And here's the thing. I went in this movie separating myself, the music, the old history, just essentially going in to have the movie give me the Superman it wants to give me. So I had no expectations whatsoever. Just that I hope I walk out of this movie enjoying it. So I think going in, with the mindset of this is, you know, this is great. This is Father's Day. I'm getting to see Man of Steel. You know, I'm with my daughter. She's getting to see her first Superman movie. And I think knowing the fact that she had never seen any of the other Superman movies and having those knowledge, this is her first experience to a new Superman. And that mindset really helped me watch this movie in a whole different way. I was watching it as though I'd never seen Superman ever in my life. That's kind of how I watched this movie. And I think that's why I've enjoyed this movie way more than a lot of other people have. And why a lot of problems that people have don't bother me one bit because I totally went with what has gone in. So I I would definitely say I walked out of the movie with a five star. But since it's been a few days and listening to other people and thinking you know about things i'll let you know at the end of this where my rating has officially stood in regards to you know my my final rating but krypton i totally dig it was pretty cool to see the birth because you know you didn't see that in in the other films of course but really kind of gave you an emotional attachment to you know the mom just really not wanting to let go of uh, kal-el and uh, i love the special effects just kind of everything around and you totally see Jarrell, you know, Russell Crowe, never been a huge fan of Russell Crowe, but this movie, I totally loved every second he was in complete badass. He was awesome. Great job. Uh, I definitely dug, uh, you know, when we have general Zod show up, Michael Shannon. Now, funny enough, I know all the big things about Michael Shannon, how popular and how loved he is. I've only seen Michael Shannon in one movie in my life and that's premium rush. And I know you're like, what? How could, you know, I've heard all these great things about Michael Shannon, but Premium Rush was the only movie I ever seen this guy in. So I went in with total, you know, no expectations. Just give me an awesome Zod. That's all I wanted. You know, like I said, as excited as I was for this movie, I went in with no expectations so I could just kind of be filled with what the movie wants to give me. So I totally dig this whole uh, beginning man, he blows away, a, uh, you know, one of the council ladies. The council is really cool and the special effects. And I really didn't get uh, when Jorel kind of uh, grabs the skull in the beginning of the movie. I kind of didn't really get the significance of that, which everything, of course, now makes sense later. But overall, the Krypton thing lasts maybe, I don't know, uh 10, 15 minutes and the overall, I mean, if you would have made a whole movie of them being on Krypton and did the rest of this for part two, I think that would have been cool because the world was so detailed and so 
entertaining that you really were emerged in that world. And when the planet is exploding, it was pretty amazing. Um, just excellent special effects. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you know, in regards to the uh, the Krypton thing, when Jarrell gets stabbed, I'm just like, I wasn't really freaking out too bad because I knew he was going to be in the rest of the film. One of the reviews I read is that Jarrell's in the whole entire film and it will be explained why. So when that happened, I wasn't freaking out too much that he got stabbed and that he died. I was just like, wow, you know, he doesn't die with the planet. But I totally dug the mom. She was great. She was only in a few scenes. And of course, I don't remember her name. You know, forgive me, but she did great, especially the emotion she had when Zod's trying to tell her not to, you know, send the ship. Now, here's the thing. And this has kind of been said by a few people that uh, I will find him. As you know, it's in the trailer where Zod says, I will find him. And he gets all mad. He says this line like five times in a row. But every time he says it, he just kind of builds and builds and builds. Any other movie, that would have been so annoying. But the way he does this is awesome. I totally dug it. Good, good times. Now, one of the things in this movie, and it's not really a spoiler, is this movie is told from a story perspective like Batman Begins, where it's told in flashbacks. Now, uh, spoiler alert uh, in regards to the flashbacks. Uh, there's one scene in the flashbacks, maybe two, where it goes kind of out of order. I mean, kind of like in Batman Begins, everything kind of builds up to tell the story in chronological order. There's one scene in particular, and this takes place after, as you know, Jonathan Kent is going to die in this film. But there's a flashback where after he dies, they have a flashback where he's talking to Clark. And it's kind of like, well, maybe you should have been you know, prior to that. But at the same time, I went with it because based on the situation that he was in, you know, memory wise, I mean, think about it. If somebody dies, you're going to have memories of that person afterwards. So in a way, I liked it because it doesn't write off the character completely. It made you remember that this person is still impactful in his life. And the memories there after he died still give reverence to the story being told. So here's the thing. One of the complaints going on in this film is the pace of the film. I'm totally cool with this for a couple different reasons. One, you know, as a kid, uh, Superman the movie it has a great story and takes its time in telling it, kind of like the first Rocky movie as I've talked about. And, you know, as a kid, you really would get bored pretty fast because you don't see Superman for like an hour. And then, of course, when you become an adult, you appreciate the storytelling that's going on. Now, with this movie, we have to admit, in the times that we're in, everything's pretty fast-paced. You know, everybody's all about, uh, you know, got to have the fastest phone, the fastest computer, the fastest car. Everything is fast, fast, fast. Now, I think they did a really good job of balancing out the pace because... You, I would definitely recommend you watch this movie twice because there are a few things you're probably going to miss. And a lot of that has to do with the pacing because various things will happen and you're just like, well, that was fast. For example, you know, where he talks to Jarrell and then two minutes later he gets his suit. But you have to realize that time has passed, especially if you pay attention to the clothes that people are wearing. For example... After Jarrell dies, 
uh, and before the mom takes Clark and, and puts him into the, uh, you know, sent him to Earth and there's having a trial for Zod. You can clearly tell that this has been a while because she's wearing different clothes and stuff like that. So that's just kind of an example is that you really have to pay attention that, I mean, in all honesty, the original cut was three and a half hours, if I remember correctly. So the movie itself is two and a half hours. So that means an hour this movie was cut. And I'll be honest with you, this movie feels like an hour and a half. It's ridiculously long and ridiculously fast at the same time. So again, I recommend you see it twice so you catch the things in regards to the pacing. Overall, I dug it. I thought it was told uh, very well because we get uh, Clark, you know, just going from town to town and uh, the special effects right off the bat. You get him on an oil rig and he's on fire. He looks awesome. Uh, I have no issues in regards to the special effects in this movie. In regards to the flying, I think there was one scene where I was like, ah, you know, that one looked kind of bad. But overall, at least in my theater, everything looked pretty awesome to where I dug how everything looked. He looked awesome on fire. It was sick looking. Uh, His flying looked awesome. It really looked like... Superman was flying for real. It was great. It was so awesome. So I I really have two thumbs up for the flying. Again, I have no issues with it. Um, There's a lot of destruction in this movie. I mean, a crap load. I swear, more people die in this movie than what happened in Avengers. I mean, it's ridiculous amount of damage here. But think about it. You have two aliens that are super-powered. If they're doing this fighting, I mean, the amount of damage that would be done, this is realistic. I totally buy everything that happens in all these action sequences because Superman's trying to save as many people as possible. But at the same time, he's trying to stop more destruction going on. And think about it. This is like Superman Begins. He's going to be a little rusty. I mean, he has to you know, get his powers going. He has to figure out his powers. You know, at first he really doesn't realize he has heat vision until, you know, it, it's kind of told to him, if you will. And I like the whole flying and kind of screwing up a little bit, kind of like with the amazing Spider-Man. He didn't really know how to do his swinging and everything like that. So I really love the treatment here because Superman isn't the Superman that you know yet. This is Superman Begins. So I think part two is really going to expand and I honestly believe in part two, we're going to take our time. Like this one was fast paced for good reason because it's trying to do an origin story, but also cram as much emotion and uh, I mean, character development. Let's be honest, everybody gets a good share, but it's not fully fleshed out like in Batman Begins. I mean, I'll be flat out honest there. The character development is not what it could have been. However, I go with it. It doesn't bother me as bad as it does most people. Because for me, I was most caring about Superman and Lois' relationship, how that was going to work out, and his parents. You know, Kevin Costner was really interested in how that was going to work. And uh, I was really excited to see Elliot from uh, Law & Order, Christopher Maloney. So there was just a few people that I really wanted to see them kind of shine. And the people that I really wanted to see got their moments. It was great. Henry Cavill... He is Superman. I mean, he is. He was born to play Superman. Is he better than Christopher Reeve? I can't answer that question. I mean, we are dealing with two different 
movies, two different Supermans, two different scores. I mean, just completely one side to the other. You're dealing with, uh, you know, 1970-ish Superman back in the day, and now you're dealing with the 2013 Superman. So I'm not going to say he's better than Christopher Reeve. I'm not going to go that far, but I am going to say that for 2013, I love this Superman. He's fantastic. Two thumbs up. And let me just say this. I always hated, I hated this whole Lois and Clark crap where it was always a cat and mouse game where uh, is Lois going to find out that Clark is Superman? I hated that crap. I was hoping right from the get-go that Lois would know that Clark is Superman, and that's what I got, and I was so thrilled. And I love the fact he's not even called Superman. This is like Batman Begins, where you don't care about Batman, you care about Bruce Wayne, and they did the same thing here, where you care about Clark Kent. Now, obviously, Clark Kent is Superman, you know, if you will. Now, here is something that the movie has pretty much told me watching it, and spoiler alert, that everybody knows that Superman is Clark Kent. I mean, Lois figures it out before he actually becomes Superman. And she tells a couple different people, hey, Clark, you know, and he's in a Superman outfit. So, you know, and then he tells at the end, he's like, hey, I grew up in Kansas. So it's not very hard. So my understanding going watching this film is that there wasn't going to be no secret identity. It was just that everybody knows that Clark Kent is Superman, although he's referred to as Kal-El to everybody else so technically he's referred to Clark to his parents to Lois and then to whoever Lois said Clark out loud to overheard so at the very end as cool as it was to see him put on the glasses I was kind of like I don't know if I liked it I'm kind of the flip side of the coin everybody wanted to see him be the reporter and be the secret identity but not me I was kind of like thinking it'd be cool if you know everybody's just like hey Clark you know, we need some help over here. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm really conflicted with the ending, if you will, in regards to the secret identity. But I do love this though. If they go along, obviously they're going to go along, I should say, with this secret identity thing. I love the fact that Lois knows that he's Superman. I hated this crap. I always did. That's why I like the Lois and Clark TV show because it was Lois loving Clark Kent. It wasn't Lois in love with Superman and trashes Clark Kent. I hated that. That's why in Superman 3, I was so excited that Lana Lang was going to be his girlfriend because finally he was going to get somebody that liked him for who he was and not just Superman. So Amy Adams was perfect. I am not a fan of Margot Kidder. I know I'm sorry. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But I loved Amy Adams as, as, uh, not Supergirl, but as Lois Lane. And uh, some people have said their relationship is rushed and some of the things I've read in the reviews. But, you know, I got to admit, man, I go along with all the scenes that we get of uh, Lois and uh, Clark together. They got real chemistry. It's pretty cool that she just, you actually see her reporting. I mean, how cool is that? In any other movies, you never saw her reporting, but she actually does the reporting. That's another thing with the pacing. If you pay attention, she's going to various places. So obviously time has passed. So it's just, you got to really pay attention to the timing here. But the movie is just like, you know, fast, fast, fast. You know, it just, it wants to get the story told, if you will. 
So I dig it. I'm cool with it. Uh, I just, I don't know. I know more people would have been pissed off if they didn't have that end sequence where he puts on the glasses. But the whole movie, I was just like, hey, everybody knows that Clark Kent's Superman. That's cool. Move on, you know, but whatever. So, you know, I know I'm probably going to get some hate for that. But, you know, I'm not such a, I'm, I'm not so sold to the mythos that, you know, if you change something, I'm going to be irritated. Uh, so that's why I'm going along with this because I went in with just whatever story you're telling me, you know, I'm going to go along for the ride and let's see if I like it. So a plus that Lois knows that Clark is Superman and awesome. This is what I always wanted going into this movie and I'm glad they delivered it for me. Uh, one of the other things I've heard about was the, uh, kind of the shaky cam, which I kind of dug. Now, normally I'm not a big fan of shaky cam, especially like in the Born Identity series. Always annoys me. It's really bad there. But these fight scenes where there's shaky cam, I was cool with it because I was like, I was kind of moving my head in the theater back and forth, left and right. Just like, wow, you know, it's like I could kind of feel like I was getting a punch. So I was cool with it. Uh, I can't say that I noticed there was shaky cam in various other scenes where it should have been still, I think maybe I might have been looking at my daughter, just kind of catching her reaction, so I might have missed it. Again, I've only seen this movie once. I haven't seen it twice. So from what I've heard of various scenes that are shaky cam, I'm definitely going to check that out on the second time around. But I kind of let it go. It wasn't a big, big deal to me in regards to the shaky cam. As far as some of my favorite characters, I love... You know, Christopher Maloney, you know, Elliot, a.k.a. from uh, Law & Order, he plays uh, Colonel Hardy. He was great. I just love his uh, kind of back and forth with with Clark and just finally coming to respect him and just say he's not our enemy. And, you know, by this point, guys, I'm in spoilers. So if you haven't figured that out by now, hey, sorry. But I'm getting into spoiler stuff here. But uh, I got to say, you know... um, Fiora, which is the, you know, General Zod's, you know, woman in command. She was great. Her, her fight scenes are amazing. Good stuff. And just her thing with Colonel Hardy is such good times. He is just like never backing down, but, you know, unloading clips into her. And she kind of respects that. She's just like, you know, I'm going to kill you, but I like the fact that you're trying to stand up to me. It's kind of cute, you know? So I, I dig the relationship and, uh, I really, really dig the, uh, the destruction is just ridiculous. I mean, it definitely shows you that Superman isn't all there because he should have taken some of these different fight scenes, uh, somewhere else. I mean, uh, there's one great scene where General Zod has his mom, and you could tell he's about ready to kill her. And he grabs Zod and is just kicking the crap out of him in a field. He's like, "You trying to mess with my mom?" And I, the the thing that I love is his mask comes off, and he starts to hear all the voices and stuff. And I just love how Clark's like, "My parents taught me how to control all that. It hurts, don't it? You know." It was really really great now one person at work she's like 54 years old so she came to work and told me i hated this movie it sucked it was action this action that superman got his ass kicked and here and here and here i'm like you know what superman should have got his ass kicked because he's not fully superman yet okay he is learning to become superman he's not the superman that you know well you're just younger generation you care about the action like no i care about the story i thought the story was told very well 
and everybody complained that you didn't get any action when it came to the last Superman movie, and you probably loved that too, didn't you? Yeah, I love Superman Returns. So I was just kind of having this fight with this person that just didn't like the action and just thought that it was so stupid that it was just nonstop action and there wasn't any story, and Superman always got his ass kicked. That was her problem. I was just like, whatever. You know, I just kind of let it go. It wasn't worth fighting over, especially, you know, why fight over a movie, right? All right, and I kind of want to close out with uh, kind of the most controversial uh, part of the movie, and that's the ending. Now, you know, spoiler alert, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, stop listening, please. At the very end of the movie, uh, Superman has to kill Zod. And I say has to for various different reasons. Uh, You know, my daughter, uh, after this movie was over, I had said, you know, Superman doesn't ever kill but, you know, he, he did in this movie. And, and before, you know, I said that, she said, you know, Dad, I, you know, Superman had to kill Zod because he was going to kill everybody. And I was just like, you know, you get it. But I explained to her that, you know, Superman doesn't normally kill. You know, he always finds a way to kind of rise above that. But based on the situations that were given in this film, I mean, number one, uh, as other reviews have pointed out, we have no special containment unit for you know, a superpower being because this is the Earth's first experience with an alien. So there is no way to, uh, you know, take him to the ship that was found earlier in the film because that's like super far away. There's no way of taking him to space because Zod can just come back. Uh, I guess evidently in the original script, I just read this on Twitter today, David Goyer did not have Superman kill Zod at the very end. He found a way to put him in, I guess, the black hole or the phantom zone. But he said, we need to have Superman kill Zod for you know such and such reason. Christopher Nolan's like, no way. We cannot do that. He's like, you're not going to convince me to do it. So after he you know explained to him that, you know, the only way to stop Zod was to do this because, you know, Zod, the thing that they changed that's really dramatic is the fact of predetermination. In, uh, you know, Kalel is the first baby in a very long time to be born naturally. Everybody has that's born is set to either be a warrior or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And that Kalel gets to choose the future that he wants to be. So General Zod, unlike the Zod in number two, this guy is programmed to be the kind of the savior of Krypton, to do whatever it takes to save Krypton. That's just embedded in his DNA. So after that's taken away from him towards the end of the film where uh, Clark chooses humans over uh, Krypton because he said Krypton had their chance that's when Zod fully loses it and just says you've taken away everything from me and this is only going to end with either you dying or me dying that's what it's going to be and all the destruction that's happened Superman had no choice but to kill Zod because uh, letting him go would have just been I mean what other revolution eh, resolution would there have been if he had let him go In this story, the way that they're telling it, and there's no kryptonite, there's nothing in this story that could have prevented Superman from doing any other action because, you know, Jonathan Kent dying earlier and respecting his wishes, you know, Jonathan Kent died to protect his secret, and his secret was only to be revealed when the people were ready, you know, and of course, Jarrell says, you know, the time is now, the time is ready, which that was just a heart-wrenching scene, but... 
I would say this. You could really be pissed off at this scene if Superman didn't have the emotional impact he had after he broke his neck because it took all of his will to do that. You know, he killed the last Krypton. Uh, you know, he's the last of his kind. And, of course, he's never going to do that again because he, he's learning a lesson. Now, of course, if we get to part two and he's up snapping people's necks, obviously that's a problem. But I think this is just something that Superman needed to learn. And don't say Superman never has killed. Then you haven't read the comics because he's killed like a few, uh, you know, a few people in the past. If you just look it up, read it. I mean, look at the, the most famous, you know, arguably story is uh, Doomsday. He killed Doomsday, people. So it's not that Superman doesn't kill. And you can say Batman has the one rule of never kill, but two people died in the Dark Knight trilogy. Two-Face and Ra's al Ghul, you know, and those are kind of by Batman's hand, if you will. Even though it wasn't necessarily taking a gun and pulling the trigger, it still was somewhat responsible. But it's because those people put themselves in that predicament, kind of like Two-Face, you know, he put himself in that predicament that... You know, he he put the child in danger, and super, and Batman's only you know thing to do was to protect the child. So it's kind of Zod, man. He he basically made it to where there was no choice but for Clark to do what he did. So I'm fine with ending. My daughter's fine with ending. I get it, and I understand the frustration and where people won't un, you know won't accept it. That's fine. Nothing I say is going to change your mind. In fact, anything in this review that I've said, none of it's going to change your mind. There's nothing that I can say that hasn't been said already. But a lot of people ask me, what'd you think of Man of Steel? We want to hear what you have to say. So I just wanted to record, you know, just a kind of a an episode to let you know the stuff that I really, really love. As far as stuff I didn't like, man, oh. I would say that, uh, you know, there were a few things in regards to uh, shaky cam, but I, I let it go. Uh, regards to character development, yes, there could have been more character development, but I'm waiting for the four-hour uh, director's cut of this that is going to put those things back in. I was cool with the pacing, man. I mean, my daughter loved this movie, and I think it had a perfect balance of telling enough story for the old-timers, if you will, and being fast enough for the younger crowd. That's why this movie is the number one movie in the world, because everybody is totally watching this movie from kids to teenagers to adults. So I'm totally cool with the pace. I think it works perfectly for this film. I have no issues Will I admit there's character development flaws? Of course. However, I was totally fine with what I got of Jonathan and Martha Kent and Lois. And uh, obviously Superman is totally in this movie. And Jarrell, I finally like Jarrell. And I love Christopher Maloney. So, uh, man, it was awesome. I dig it. You know, I would say that I've had a lot of, I've listened to about nine podcast reviews already. And... I hear what people are saying, but I am sticking with five stars. I am not dropping this down to four and a half. I love this movie too much. I think it's because I had this awesome experience with my daughter. She loves Superman now. 
Uh, she loves Batman as well, so it's not like she's overriding Batman with Superman. But I wanted her to love Superman because she needs to love Superman. Superman is just kind of, he's kind of been pissed down the toilet, if you will, these past couple of years. Nobody really cares about him anymore. Well, now he does. And this movie is good enough that we're going to get a good DCU. So it's cool that my daughters now love Superman. They love Batman. And they, they recognize the difference between the characters. So it's cool. Uh, I had a, a lot of fun with this movie. I wish I could take my wife to it. Hopefully she'll check it out on DVD. As far as problems, man, like I said, I let a lot of things go because, you know, this Superman begins. He's going to be making mistakes. He You know, in, in the second and third movie... All these mistakes that he's been making, the the collateral damage, all that stuff, he's going to be learning from. He's not going to be killing folks. He's not going to be destroying buildings. He's going to do whatever it takes. So this was Superman Begins for me, and I totally dug it. I went with it. You know, and of course, it's not a perfect movie. There's no movie that is perfect. If you're expecting a perfect Superman movie, then you're ridiculous and you need to get your head checked. I mean, I mean that in the most loving way, but I mean, really, people lighten up. This is just a fun Superman movie. And this is the movie you've been waiting for. You guys complain there wasn't any action in Superman Returns. You get your action and now you're complaining there's too much. I mean, you guys seriously are complaining way too much. You need to lighten up and just chill, okay? Just chill out. You know, guys, and I'm just trying to have fun here. You know, I'm just trying to say, if you're going in expecting 10 stars, you ain't going to get it. Because this is uh, this is a new Superman. This is its new retelling of, you know, a story that, you know, I mean, like I said, it, it, as hard as it was for me to watch the, the new Karate Kid I took it for what it was. It was taking a familiar story and making it its own thing. And I watched the movie on its own thing. So if you love the old school Superman stuff, guess what? Those are still going to be there. You can still watch that. But if you love the new Superman, well, there you go. You got a new Superman. So I will pop in Man of Steel way more than I'm ever going to pop in the other films going forward. So I love this film. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it again. The music, I love the music. The theme song, you know, of course we never heard the theme song until we hit trailer three. I love this theme song. This is great. Hans Zimmer did a fantastic job. And what I really dig what he did with the music, kind of like with Batman Begins, there's uh, there's a theme for Batman, as you know. Uh, you got to hear it. I mean, I, I just can't hum it for you. But they play little bits of it and build up until he becomes Batman. So they did that throughout this. They would play a, a few piano notes of the theme song. And then, you know, of course, at the very end, Uh, The name of the track is What Are You Going to Do When You're Not Saving the World? That's the actual title track of the theme song. I love the theme song. I think it's great. And there's actually a cool mix called Last Sun, which mixes both the John Williams theme and the Hans Zimmer theme. That's a really fun song. I totally dig that as well. I love the music. I love the whole score. I listened to the score before I actually watched the movie. I know you shouldn't do that. But I think that's why I went in knowing I was going to just love this movie because I love the score. I thought it was fantastic. So that's it, guys, for my review. Um, I hope you dug it. You know, I hope I didn't really spoil too much for you. Or, you know, if you already seen the movie, hopefully I, you know, 
yeah, I don't know. Maybe you liked what I had to say. Maybe you did it. Maybe you're pissed off at me. Whatever. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there and just let you know how much fun and how much I really dug this movie. And for a movie that uh, I really crapped on the trailer, I wanted to just let you know how much I, I love the final product that I got. And uh, I'm not as hard on it as, as some people have been. I'm definitely on the on the side of the it was awesome fence. So good times, guys. Uh, that's it. If you want to write in, please do so. SweepDelayPodcastYahoo.com or STLPodcastGmail.com. Uh, I got a new iTunes review. It was awesome. Thank you, Javier. I will read that on the next episode. Uh, I want everybody to hear that. Not a lot of people are probably going to check out this review, but when we come back for the new series... I will read that iTunes review there. Thank you so much. That brought my whole entire score to five stars on iTunes. So STL Nation, the uh, the bringing up the score was great, awesome. I dig it. And uh, don't forget to follow on Twitter, STL Podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining me. And I will see you guys probably the first or second week of July. Uh, like I said, in the next two weeks, I'm taking vacation and then. Uh, we'll be back with the new series. You know, I know I kind of teased the whole summer school thing, but we're just going to roll right into the Chick Flicks for Guys series. We're very pumped up about that. I just watched Mannequin. It was so much fun. I can't wait to talk about that movie. So that's going to be the next STL movie, Mannequin. So get your emails in for Mannequin. It's going to be a fun series. Just remember, we're doing Mannequin, Easy A, Some Kind of Wonderful, and The Legend of Billie Jean chick flicks for guys it's going to be a super fun series i can't wait and thank you everybody that downloaded the 100th episode and uh the billy zapka martin cove interview that's been fantastic uh feedback and just download numbers it's been awesome so thank you thank you thank you so this is it guys i'm going to sign off and you guys take care of yourselves and i will catch you on the next episode so you guys take care masunas out